0: What's up guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your co-host, Devin Jackson. Unfortunately, my other co-host, Mike Kernishan, is not available today. Uh he's had a family emergency. Uh so prayers up to him. But I have a special guest in today, uh, one of uh the you know more insightful guys on draft Twitter, someone uh that you know is always on top of things. Uh my guy Corey Kinnan, uh he writes for With the First Pick and Dog Pound Daily. Corey, welcome to the show man thanks for uh for coming on
1: thank you i'm excited to be here i've been listening to the podcast so excited to jump on
0: yeah yeah thanks for having us on, uh for coming on uh but first obviously uh we're kind of in full swing now you know football is back uh we have we've had college football games this past weekend got it coming up coming this weekend and then more importantly we have NFL games um you know coming up uh so you know First, before we get in all, into all that, uh just talk a little bit of background of you know when do you start scouting prospects and then uh when you know have you always been a Cleveland Browns fan?
1: Yeah, so for me I, I started watching prospects probably three years ago. I was in grad school um at the University of Dayton in Ohio, and I was just bored sitting in class on my laptop and I just started like opening up Excel and just like making mock drafts in my head, and I would just start typing them out in Excel, and be like, "Oh, that doesn't fit there. That's why that prospect doesn't fit there." Um, so that would have been the 2017 draft with, or 20, 2018 draft with like Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, those guys. And so I would just sit in class and I would um, just make mock drafts in Excel. Um, every week in class, I just get bored and do it over and over again. Um, and then I started just going home after class and I'd be like, "You know what? I should just start start watching these guys and see what I actually think, and then and kind of rank them based off of that." Um, and so I started doing that. Um, but then it was really 2018 when I started to, to really get into it and make big boards. Um, and then 2019, I put out my first big board or 2018. I put out my first big board this year. I did a trial run um, draft guide um, where I watched probably 130, 150 prospects somewhere on there. But I'm hoping to do a full blown full blown draft guide this year. Um, so really it just started as a hobby while I was going through grad school when I was bored in class. Um, but it's kind of turned into, to something that I, that I really enjoy doing and a passion. Um, and then as far as being a Browns fan, it's, <laughs> it's depressing, but as far back as I can remember. Um, The team returned in 1999, and I was seven at the time, Um, and that was really the first time I ever remembered watching games. My dad was all, like, talking about Tim Couch and the first pick that they ever had coming back after the the Ravens had left, and they they became an an expansion franchise. Um, So really 1999, so, man, going on 21 years now, 22 years, so I'm 28, it's been a life full of misery so far, but... Of looks like we're on the upswing, maybe. So I've said it before, but
0: yeah, yeah, I definitely understand, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, like I said, it, it's awesome to have you on. I've been, you know, seeing some of your draft tweaks on Twitter. You know, you obviously, uh, you know, probably you've done even more of a deep dive this year than compared to some of the, the past years you've been doing it. Uh, you know, so obviously, there's been, you know, news of uh, Panay he most recently. I opted out just today. Uh on Monday we're recording this. Um what are your kind of initial thoughts? Did did it make sense for him to to uh, go ahead and declare? Yeah. Uh
1: I, I don't me personally, I don't know what else he has to prove. I mean, he's only nineteen, but he's coming off a year where he won the Outland award. Um so the best the best prospect in the interior on the offensive offensive or defensive side of the ball a year ago. There have been some like I think Matt Miller tweeted out a month or so ago that like teams liked Sam Cosme and Walker little and some of these other guys better than him. But I I don't, I don't understand that. I don't get that. Um, currently he's, he's razor thin with Trevor Lawrence at the top of my big board. Um, so, I mean, for me, he looks like a top five pick. Um, and it makes no sense for him to, to hang around with the Pac-12 canceling their season, all the uncertainty if they might start later in the fall, in the, in the winter, in the, in the spring. It just makes sense for him to start getting his body ready for the combine, getting ready, um, for the NFL because how, how it appears to me is he's a top five lock.
0: Um, right. So yeah, uh, another Pac-12 player, uh, more recently, Cameron Bynum, someone I was able to interview with. He also, uh, declared for the NFL draft. Uh, I, I like him as a prospect. I don't know if you got a chance to watch him or not, but. Uh, I like him as a prospect. I think he's like a top 7,500 player in this uh, draft class and uh, someone probably second, third rounder uh, is probably where he'll, he'll go. I don't know if you got a chance to watch him or not.
1: I haven't. I moved him up. Um, to, to tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. just because I'm trying to get these guys that, are, that are opting out that might have been pushed down the list a little bit further. Um, so I'm trying to get them as they're opting out to get, to get some tape on them. Um, but I haven't had the, the, the chance to watch Bynum yet. I mean, I've seen you, your interview. I've seen you tweet about him. Um, so I have some peripheral opinions on him. Um, and he looks like a good player from, from kind of the segmented views that I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a player I'm certainly very excited to, to dive in and, and, and watch full scale. So.
0: Yeah, while well, we're uh, kind of on the topic of uh, players uh, that you're looking forward to watch, who who have you been watching over the the last week or so that has either caught your eye or someone that uh, you see uh, potentially rising up uh, this year with a big uh, with a big year this year?
1: Yeah, so I've been again trying to catch some guys who have opted out. So I, I got Shelvin down uh, this week. I, I I was able to watch some Shelvin. Um, it was my anniversary week so I, I didn't get a chance to to dive super deep in this week. Um I watched Cam McGrone uh, who unfortunately just went back to Michigan said he's going to he's going to stay in school for another year, a linebacker for Michigan. Um South Carolina cornerback JC Young or JC Horn, I got to um relatively um su- uh, recently. Um and See, one more and Javon Holland. Uh, he, he's an underclassman, hasn't declared yet, but he's he's one of the more recent guys that I've gotten around to recently as well. I would say those four are probably the, the freshest on my mind. Um, Colorado State wide receiver um, Warren Jackson. I got to him when he opted out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those five are probably the, the five that I'm most fresh on. Um, with Sheldon being this past week that I've that I've gotten to him.
0: Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh... Yeah you know uh kind of with everything with all that being said uh you know power five starts this week uh we got we got some ACC games coming up this week uh, obviously we had you know SMU play this past week Memphis some of those teams like that uh but now we we got some of the big boys playing this week uh is there a, a particular prospect you think uh or, or are you looking forward to seeing uh most this weekend uh in terms of who's uh you know kind of on the schedule uh, i can go ahead and pull up the schedule here real quick but uh you know, they got Syracuse, North Carolina this Saturday. Uh, you know, that, that should be a good one. Uh, Big 12 will also be in action. Got Iowa State and, uh, and Louisiana. Lafayette will be playing as well. Um, got Duke, Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma, Missouri State, Clemson, Wake Forest, Tulsa, Oklahoma State, and Texas and UTEP. Uh, so just, uh, you know, something, any of those teams, or any of those prospects may, may stand out to you in terms of, uh, someone You're really looking forward to playing this week?
1: Yeah. So, um, Duke and Notre Dame is an interesting one. Uh, Duke's got some guys this year that I like. I like um, his name is slipping me. The edge rusher. Uh, Chris Rumpf. Rumpf, yes. Yeah. I was going to say Roche, and it was R. And like, yeah, Chris Rumpf. um, He's very, he's polished. Um, he's a little bit of a tweener, but I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing him in action. And then Duke's quarterback, Chase Bryce. I'm excited to, to see him out from under the shadow of Trevor Lawrence. So he just transferred from Clemson to Duke. Um, and so I'm excited to see him and how he looks in a, in a starting role. Um, the Akuramaya Owusu, the, the kind of rover hybrid nickel linebacker for Notre Dame, um, is going to be a very exciting guy to watch. Um, I'm a bit higher on Liam Eichenberg in that game as well. The offensive tackle. Um, I think he, he's got some, some, some refined technique with his hands and, and his pass set. Um, I'm just, I'm, my hang up is, is I don't know how good of an athlete he's going to test out to be. Um, so I think Duke Notre Dame is, is going to be a good one to watch. Um, the North Carolina receivers, that's going to be versus, uh, Syracuse has a couple of really good defensive backs as well. Um, Cisco and then, um, The Melifonmu brother as well are both in Syracuse's secondary. Um, And then the UNC wide receivers um, with with Newsom and and Brown. Um, So that should be a a pretty fun matchup to watch right there, too.
0: Um, And and looking at Iowa State, uh, what are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? And do you think, uh, you know, he's going to have to have a big season to, you know, kind of rise up some draft boards this year?
1: Yeah, so Brock Purdy is probably going to default as the quarterback for coming into the season. Uh, mm. Just because some of the bigger armed quarterbacks behind him, like Cincinnati's Desmond Ritter or Jamie Newman, who just opted out. Um, coming into the year, I thought maybe those guys had a chance to to jump him at QB4 just because they have a more live arm than he does. So yeah. um, they've got some juice in their arm. Where Purdy is more like, I mean, he's, he's got some juice, but but doesn't have quite the, the typical arm strength that the top quarterback prospects would have, um, but he's consistent and he's accurate and he's smart with the football. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he kind of defaults into the year as quarterback four. Um, and so it will be interesting to see. I think him and Matt Campbell um, are, might be one of the more match made in heaven head coach quarterback fits. Um, and so I think he's going to be consistent again, but I'm just interested to see if there's anything he can add to his tape that isn't already on his tape. To, to push him up, up the, up the board. Um, there, I don't think there's any chance he goes any higher than TV4 this year. Um, mm-hmm. but for him, it's just, okay, what, what can I do to solidify that I am quarterback for, that I could be a first round pick? Um, with some of those guys with, with more arm talent behind him, kind of breathing down his neck.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now going to some of the, the other Big 12 matchups, obviously Oklahoma, Missouri State. Uh, looking at Spencer Rattler, see what he, he can bring to the table. Uh, also, uh, Rambo, the receiver, um, that's someone I'm looking forward to seeing. Someone, see if he can, you know, continue Oklahoma's run on, on getting first round, uh, type receivers drafted. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll be able to or not with how deep this wide receiver class is, but I think that's someone to watch as well, um, out, out of that game. Uh, Oklahoma State, Tulsa, uh, they got some guys there over, over at Oklahoma State. Obviously, Chuba Hubbard is gonna, Kind of be the headliner, uh, but their quarterback, um, Spencer Sanders, I think he has a really, really nice arm, uh, someone that could come out of nowhere this year, uh, simply because of the limited reps and whatnot, um, you know, he had this year, uh, or, or last year, uh, someone defensively that I really like, uh, Colby Harvell Peel, uh, their safety out of Oklahoma State. That's someone I've been, uh, really tuning into someone I think. Could have a big season this year and and really turn some heads and potentially move up the the safety standings and 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 kind of where he, he's drafted. So I'm looking forward to that as well and see if Oklahoma State's defense can continue to play well. Um, and then finally, obviously Texas, UTEP. Uh, you know, I think Sam Ellinger is pretty much solidified where he's going to be drafted. I don't really see him doing anything that can raise his draft stock at this point. Uh, I think we've seen what we need to see from him uh Kev- Kevonte, uh I think I signed right Keontae Ingram, excuse me, the running back out of Texas. I think that's someone that's intriguing. Um he you know, got some kinda, juice. yeah, he he does. Someone that's, you know, been had to deal with injuries and, and deal with competition, but now he fully takes over the running back room. Uh I wonder, you know, you know, what he can do this year and if he can, you know, really turn some heads as well. Obviously you have a uh really top heavy running back class, uh, you know, get Najee Harris and, and Travis Etienne and, and players such as that and obviously Clemson will be in action on Saturday but uh, Ingram is someone I've been watching as well has some juice uh, someone that can can make some exciting open field plays he he really played well down the stretch uh, last I think last three games he had like over 200 yards and four or five touchdowns um, but those, those are some of the guys I'm, I'm watching and looking out for this weekend and, and see what they can do Um now switching gears, um uh once again, you know uh are you expecting any any type of upset, you know, this weekend for for college football teams? We saw you know some of the bigger teams this past weekend look sloppy. Uh do you expect any any scares from the team? Um
1: I'm looking through the games right now. Florida State Georgia Tech, I don't know if you could consider Georgia Tech beating Florida State as an upset. Um, just because Florida State, I mean, it's the Mike Norville era. Um, I, I don't think they would want to start their season on a loss though. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of bigger games, maybe UAB Miami. Uh, Miami hasn't certainly been impressive the past few years, even last year under, under Manny Diaz. Um, they got De'Aaron King now. We'll see how De'Aaron King looks in, in Miami, but maybe UAB gives, gives Miami a game there. Um, other than that, I don't really, I mean, it's a lot of big 12 teams playing small, small, smaller teams. Uh, Texas UTEP. I don't think UTEP is going to give them a game, but Texas certainly has had some lapses in judgment. Um, despite being a a pretty big, a big, a big program, big power five program. Uh, Austin P versus Pitt. Is Pitt good? I mean, Pitt's got a really good defense. No Twyman, but they still got Patrick Jones the second and, and Paris Ford, And those guys in the secondary, I would say probably UAB Miami would be would be the one I would watch out most for as an upset. Um, UAB is getting some some pretty big transfers from power five programs. Um, And then Miami is just kind of has yet to come back into prominence. Um, So that would be the one I would keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, UAB has been. You know, the, a program that's really been on the rise over the last couple of seasons, they came back and they pretty much been winning. Um, you know, they ha- obviously haven't beaten the bigger teams, but, uh, they've been competing, uh, one, uh, Conference USA championship a couple of seasons ago. Uh, so someone that, you know, is obviously going to provide a, a really, um challenging, um, team for Miami, especially, you know, on a Thursday night, uh, you know, UAB just played, uh, this past weekend. Uh, or last Thursday night, um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Austin Watkins is someone that I've been keeping an eye on, out, eye out for. Um, didn't have a huge day uh, in his game last week, only seven receptions for 72 yards, but uh, someone that does have some juice and that can, uh, you know, really turn some heads as a smaller school prospect. Um, now, uh, obviously, the the bigger topic, NFL, is starting this this up this weekend, Thursday night football. We got the Chiefs and Texans. Uh, before we get to the Browns, uh, who do you have in that game personally?
1: I, it's hard not to take the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> I think the Texans secondary, uh, I, I mean, they've got the Reed brother, but other than that, their secondary lacks, lacks some talent. And so I don't, I don't know how they're gonna, they're gonna contain Patrick Mahomes and, the, and all of the speed they've got in their, their wide receiver core with Hill and Hardman. Um, and then Kelsey splitting the scene. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've got to take the Super Bowl chance. There's no way I can. I don't think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got the Chiefs as well. Um, obviously, uh, this weekend, NFL, the NFL star of the weekend, uh, we just finished training camp, um, and, you know, 53 men roster cut downs. Uh, now looking at the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they released the official depth chart or not. Um, I think they still kind of, still may be waiting on that. Uh, But what have been your initial thoughts or kind of reactions from watching the Browns scrimmage and then uh, just kind of watching them throughout training camp?
1: Yeah, so they actually just released their depth chart. It just pulled up. Um, So my initial thoughts are that they're going to be a well-coached team, which wasn't the case last year. They're going to have an offensive system, which they didn't have a year ago um with with Stefanski and running the wide zone scheme um they've upgraded their offensive line tremendously going from Greg Robinson and um Chris Hubbard at, as their starting offensive tackles to Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin um so they they've got the ability to run the ball to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and obviously their offense is stacked um so i i think their offense is going to be able to 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 provide some juice for them um defensively um it depends a lot on injuries. Their linebacking core is young, not a lot of starting experience, and then Mac Wilson goes down. Uh, their defensive tackles are, are very thin, uh, but they've got Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon off the edge, and then Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward at cornerback. So I think a lot of it reply, relies on if the back end can provide a bit of coverage for Miles Garrett to, and for Olivier Vernon to get some pressure, there will be all right. Um, but my biggest takeaway is um, good draft class, um and a and a much, much better coach team than they were a year ago with Freddie Kitchens. Um and that's evident throughout training camp.
0: Uh now with Baker Mayfield, uh you struggled last season after having, you know, a really tremendous rookie season. Uh what do you think he needs to do to uh, you know, kind of right the ship and that's, you know, I, I know people have had their opinions about Baker Mayfield and uh, you know, say he's not a good quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what are you expecting from him in year three? And do you think, you know, having that system you said, and you know, that they've implemented in place, will it help him, you know, kind of continue to develop as a as a premier quarterback in this league?
1: Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing for Baker is having structure around him. So I mean, there were interviews that, or like stories that would come out after the season, after Freddie Kitchens had been fired, that offensive coordinator Todd Monken would would go to like the other coaching staffs during like pregame and say, yeah, Kitchens has no idea what he's doing and that Kitchens would abandon his game plan, his script after the first drive of the season. Um, and so I think having a coach who has an offensive system that was established before he even stepped on the field, um, Having, I mean, the wide zone scheme tends to be a pretty quarterback-friendly system as well, where um, he has his landmarks uh, on the, down the field, down the seam. Uh, he's kind of the wide receivers are knowing what's expected of them. Where um, we, you'd hear k- Kitchens would call plays they wouldn't even practice, and so receivers are run wrong routes, miscommunications all over the field, leading to interceptions. Um, so I think I think the pressure's off Baker, um, especially in a wide zone scheme where. His major targets are going to be his tight ends, um, more lo- reliable tar- targets. They brought in Austin Hooper. Um, it's, a, it's a run-heavy system as well, so Nick Chubb's going to be able to take a lot of the load off. Um, so I think, I think the pressure's off for Baker, and I don't think there's any reason for him not to have a good year. Um, in his first year in the system, he might, might not throw off the charts for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, um, but I definitely would expect the completion percentage to go up and the interception number to go down for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, now looking at deeper into the roster, obviously you, you mentioned the tie-in position with Austin Hooper, but also David Njoku, uh, someone you've been defending heavily in, in the, the offseason, and, and I know you've gotten in quite a few arguments about, uh, you know, whether or not he'll c- continue to be a Cleveland Brown. Uh, w- you know, what are your thoughts on him? You know, obviously, uh, I, I, is he tied into the, on the initial depth chart so far? He is not. He
1: is not. I just took an L on that. So Harrison Bryant jumped him on the depth chart. Um, which is interesting to, for me to, to comprehend because there, the data shows, there's a ton of data, uh, that shows that, uh, tight ends usually don't t- make the leap until year four. So this is year four for Njoku and for them to, to put a fourth round tight end with a low athletic ceiling over him. Um, I mean, obviously out of camp, you hear that, that Harrison Bryant had a, had a great camp and I'm rooting for Harrison Bryant, rooting for Njoku. I mean, if Harrison Bryant's good, that's, that's great. Uh, it's just an interesting decision, especially for an analytical front office and analytical co- coaching staff to, to have that data and to still rush a rookie out there week one to tight end two, which which, which plays predominantly, you know, 60, 75 percent of the snaps um, over a fourth year tight end who was hurt all last year. But is, is coming off a full season where he he racked up 56 catches, four scores, you know, almost, almost 600 yards. Um, I would still expect Njoku to still get a, a large quantity of snaps. Um, but that's definitely interesting. Um, you know, he might get traded. He might, I don't know. Um, at this point, I, I, I think Njoku can succeed in the NFL. And so whatever that takes for that to happen would be interesting, but definitely taking an L right there. Cause I could have sworn Njoku was going to be the second tight end on the depth chart. So we'll see how it plays out Sunday, but it is what it is for now.
0: Um, and, uh, one of the, one of the, the issues the Browns had last season, uh, was with the offensive line. Uh, you know, obviously gave up a ton of sacks. Uh, what kind of improvements have you seen from that front as well from, for the Cleveland Browns, uh, to, to have a successful season and, and run that wide zone scheme?
1: Yeah, so right off the the bat, they're gonna have to to put some guardrails up for Jedrick Wills. Obviously he played right tackle at Alabama. They're moving him to left tackle here because Jack Conklin's played right tackle throughout his entire career. So Jack Conklin's stepping at right tackle. Um I would expect for them to to either combo block with him a lot in the run with the tight end or or left tackle or left guard um who is Joel Batonio, who's a season bet he's been a pro bowler. Um so I think they're they're gonna put some guardrails on Jedrick Wills. Um the, the big question would come with center and right guard. So center, JC Treder, the NFL PA president, um, he's been the starter for three years, uh, but he hasn't practiced at all this training camp. He had a minor knee surgery. And so fifth round pick, Washington center, um, Nick Harris has been getting all the first round, uh, first team reps. Um, JC Treder practiced this week. Um, he's a, he's a seasoned vet. He's savvy. So maybe he can, he can step in right away and be okay. Um, but then right guard is, is Wyatt Teller as well. And so right guard was a revolving door last year. Teller started the, the last nine games of the season. He's a big, big fan. He has a big fan in the offensive, um, line coach and Bill Callahan, who's been in the league forever. Um, former, um, he was the interim head coach for the Redskins last year or the Washington football team last year after they fired, um, Jake Rudin and, and Callahan vouches for Teller. Um, so they've got, you know, a, a third year player, a rookie. And then a vet who hasn't practiced at all this summer along their offensive line. So, I mean, there is reason for concern, but they're also the, the, the talent is there this year. They're where the talent wasn't there last year. So, um, I'm excited about the potential. They might take their lumps week one against the Ravens. It's a pretty good defensive line they're going up against. So, um, but the potential's there. Uh,
0: and you mentioned the, the first game for the Browns this season is playing against the Baltimore Ravens uh the reigning AFC North champions uh what are you expecting out of that game and and what you know we're kind of the keys to the game for the Browns to to pull up pull off the win in week one against uh, a really talented Ravens team
1: yeah so I mean you got to start with Lamar Jackson there containing Lamar Jackson so uh one, one advantage, I would say, is that, I mean, the Ravens had just as much time to practice as the Browns did. Uh, but the Ravens also, ha- also have a more experienced team than, than the Browns did, than the Browns do. Um, but new defensive coordinator Joe Woods, who has been a position coach in Denver and then last year in San Francisco, um, loves to run a lot of nickel and dime and put a ton of safeties on the field. Um, so obviously the Browns had huge plans for Grant Delpit, who... Popped his Achilles and is out the season. Um, but they traded for Ronnie Harrison this week, gave up a fifth-rounder for a 2019 third-round pick, a third-rounder for the Jaguars. Um, his role is probably not going to be huge in Week 1, uh, just because he's new to the team, new to the system. Uh, but it's going to have to be containing Lamar Jackson. Um, and and more importantly, probably uh, keeping an eye on Mark Andrews. I, I don't have a lot of worries about um, the Ravens' wide receiver core. Um, maybe um, – Hollywood Brown but stick Denzel on, on an island with him and I think really then the the concern comes with okay how do we how do we contain contain number 8 um so I would expect a lot of nickel and dime nickel and dime looks um but then you always run the risk of getting gashed by Ingram or or Dobbins so um it's a tough team to play tough team tough tough offense to contain um But I think they'll, they'll put speed on the field and play for eight and then whatever happens with the running backs happens with the running backs. Um, I don't project a week one win, but I'm, I'm hoping that we at least see some growth, some development, some, some fight from the Browns compared to what we
0: saw last year. So. And, uh, you have Miles Garrett coming back this year. Uh, and he's going to be playing his first game, you know, since the infamous game against the Steelers. Uh, do you, do you expect him to, to potentially have a big day? Um, you know, going against that uh, Ravens offensive line?
1: Yes, I, I, I do. I mean, he's going against Ronnie Stanley, one of the better young left tackles in the league. Um, but I think as it always is, is with good players, good players are going to get theirs. So Ronnie Stanley is going to get his. Miles Garrett's going to get his. Um, it'll be a fun battle to watch. Um, Miles Garrett was firmly in the running for defensive player of the year before he, he had his incident, um, in prime time night. Um, so he had 10 sacks in 10 games before you get that suspension. So uh, it'll be a fun battle to watch. I think Miles will get his, I think Stanley will get in his fair share of, of fun film on tape as well. Um, but I do expect a big year, big year out of miles just got that $125 million contract um, worth every penny of it. Um, so yeah, he's definitely a, a foundational piece of that defense and somebody who should definitely hit double digits, maybe push 15, 16 sacks this year.
0: Um, now, you know, obviously there's more games going on this weekend. Uh who else are you excited to see this weekend to play? Uh obviously for me, uh I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, so I'm looking forward to the the Drew Brees Tom Brady matchup. Um but are are there any other teams or any other players that uh you, you're looking forward to most? Uh maybe a rookie making their debut or a player with a new team that, that you're looking forward to most this weekend outside of the Browns and Ravens?
1: Yeah. So the first player that came to mind, which is a weird player to come to mind, is Cam Akers in Los Angeles. Uh, so in that system, like Todd Gurley's rushed for a thousand yards, caught a ton of passes out of the backfield. Cam Akers take, tape in Florida at Florida State showed he can catch the ball. He's very good between the tackles, really good contact balance. Um, the the early reports are that Daryl Henderson, so their third rounder last year, has been missing some time in camp and might not be ready to go week one. Um so, running back for the Rams, Cam Akers, might have a, a heavy workload week one, um, and it, I think he's in an offensive system that's going to utilize kind of his his duality, that versatility that he brings to the field. Um, so that that's probably a rookie that I'm that I'm most looking forward to watching. Uh, let me see here, one more player, maybe a vet. The Bucks, man, I, the the Brady Gronkowski duo. We'll see how they do. Um, Gronkowski's in a system that doesn't really feature tight ends that often. So, um, I mean, if you go back to his time at Arizona to even last year, OJ Howard, Cam Bray, neither of them really put up big numbers. Um, but he's one of Brady's good friends and you got to think Brady's going to look his way, especially going into a new system, um, new team. Uh, he's going to go to a dependable face. So that should be a really fun, fun team to watch as well. And they're playing the saints who have man, if not the best defense, Pressing for one of the top defenses in the league. Um, Saints are my preseason favorite to, to win the Super Bowl. So, Bucks Saints is going to be a really fun matchup to watch.
0: Yeah, that's what I like to hear, man. Uh, hopefully you can get it done this year. It's, it's been, been so many years of disappointment. Um, but for me, I'm looking forward to the Bengals and Chargers matchup. Um, for, you know, obviously Joe Burrow's, uh, debut as a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but also for the Chargers, uh, there's a player on the Chargers that I think, uh, I, I still understand how he got picked 7th round, KJ Hill. I think he could potentially, uh, make a splash this season and, and, you know, have a, a really good season, you know, just under, um, you know, playing with the Chargers and, uh, obviously got Tyrod Taylor starting for now, but if the season goes south, we could south we could potentially see Justin Herbert going in a mix. But I think uh, KJ Hill is someone that uh, at least offensively, you know, obviously there's you know so many good players throughout the league. Denver Broncos have their guys, um, you know. So many good players litter all, litter all over the league. Um, I think KJ Hill could potentially make make a splash this season, but I'm excited about Joe Burrow making his uh, NFL debut as a as a quarterback and, and someone that you know er, everybody on Draft Twitter uh, pretty much liked and and obviously had him as a um, overall number one pick. Um, is, is there uh, anything else you you're looking forward to uh, about this weekend and and just having just having NFL football back or
1: Man, I'm just excited to have football back. Um, obviously, my Browns. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping for, like, with that new wild card, and that new wild card spot, I have hopes that maybe, I know the Steelers and the Ravens are good, maybe the AFC North sneaks, sneaks in three teams. Oh, man. But it, it's just good to have football back. I'm excited to see Kyler Murray in year two. Uh, there's just some fun players out there to keep an eye on. Um, that Cardinals offense in general should be fun. So Cliff Kingsbury in year two. Uh, I, I was a big fan of that hire, so he's got some speed with Andy Isabella. Now they got DeAndre Hopkins, so I think the Cardinals' offense in, in year two will be a fun one to watch as well.
0: See how that moves forward. Um, would do you have any uh, upcoming pieces that you're working on, or, or something that you're looking forward to putting out uh, this week, and you know, getting in preparation for the Browns and some of the other uh, Power Five college football games going on this week?
1: Yeah, so obviously my site, um that I'm the editor with the first pick, so my team, I'm really hoping to, to push out quite a few, like, you know, who were five prospects in this game to watch with college football coming out. Um, those smaller schools especially where those names aren't maybe prevalent, who are three to five names to keep an eye on. Um, So I'm always, you know, working on those. Having my, you know, great team of writer working on those. Personally, I'm I'm looking forward to diving back into some tape uh, this week. Last week was my anniversary, so I kind of took took some time off, and I was out of town this weekend. Um, So I'm I'm jumping into Patrick Sertain a second tonight. So that'll be a good start. And I'm hoping to maybe hit, you know, three or four players this week, where I can really do three or four games each and knock out some of those guys that have opted out. um, Hit Bynum, hopefully. and then the Browns, I'm working on a piece right now looking at their depth chart, any potential surprises, things like that. Um, but I'm always just kind of taking those Browns pieces um, as they come, you know, if any news hits, um, kind of going with that. Um, but that's kind of what's what's happening. I'm um, really just looking forward to diving back into some tape this week.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Corey, for uh, joining me today on, on this episode with the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. Uh, you can follow Corey on Twitter at uh, – is. Is it the real or just real Corey? Kennan? Just real. Okay. Just so real. at real Corey Kennan, uh, that is C K I N N um, a N. You can follow him there. You can follow me on Twitter at real D underscore Jackson. Uh, where can they find your work?
1: Yeah. So you can find my work. I'll usually tweet it out, but with the, with the first pick.com um, is where my draft work will be. And then dog pound daily is where my, my Browns work will be as well. Um, so those are the two big sites. Um, I'll, I'll tweet out like, um, film breakdowns on Twitter as well, so if that's something that, that anybody's interested in, you can always find that there. Or any hot takes I might have, um, pr- I'm pretty pretty active on Twitter, so it's probably the best place to find me.
0: Awesome. Well, you you heard where you can find this. Where you can find my work at bluechipscouting.com, uh, Downtown Sports Network as well. Um, also XFL Press. I also do some work with XFL Press. Uh, so uh, guys, we'll we'll see you next week and uh, enjoy college football this weekend. See you guys.